Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mark actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, 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 because you know in time you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is a correlation sensation, a show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes, they come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. felt like shit, and then I figured out what was wrong with me. I was hurting my feet. Your feet? Uh Uh-huh. What happened to your feet? My feet are messed up since birth beginning, and since walking on improper shoes, it made my circulation terrible. So I was having many afflictions feeling run down and terrible because of uh, bad circulation. Mm. But now that I got the problem fixed, I feel way better. You've been, uh... Moving your feet in circular motions? Yeah. Well, it's not that that was the issue. It was improper shoes were hampering uh, circulation in my feet. Hmm. Because I have more delicate feet than the normal person. Yeah? Yes. What makes your feet so delicate? Well, I was born premature, and so things didn't develop as well, and so my feet structure isn't as sound as a normal foot. Does it look like a bear claw? No, no, it's just super flat, and ankles are not connected right to the joint, so it just puts a lot more stress on my feet. Ah. I felt an instant change after I put on correct shoes. Instant? Oh, yeah. Like instant coffee? More or less, but I could feel wow, 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 wow all around my body, and circulation working properly when I wasn't being run down. So you tell me you felt wow, 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 wow. Well, I felt uh, throbbing, and I fixed the circulation problem by correcting my feet problem. So, we are on episode number 92. All right. Yes. Do you know what we do? Uh, that's Francis guy? Yes. So there's a lot of names Francis went by. Okay. Franciscus Silvius is a Latinized name I found to be used for Franz or Francois de la Beau or de Bois. Also, there is Van den Bos in Dutch or Woods in English. Franz sounds like a nice name. 
rather than starting off his storyboard with the conception or the completion of fetal incubation, like I have done in the past, we're going to be, uh, you know, doing something better than that. What's that? Let me go on over some of his history, his family history. Okay. If I can get the goddamn screen up. Okay. Now there's a place called Cambrai. And when I clickety-clack on the keyboard on the banugos of the Google's tits, I found Cambrai is located in northern modern-day France. On the wiki-dicky schlong-dong-wong-nob-du, I found Cambrai is a commune in the north sector of France. Mm. This story starts off with Francisca's paternal fan grandfather. Wee oui, wee. Oui. What is wee oui, wee? Oui? Yes, yes. What about his grandfather's wee oui, wee? Oui? No, I was just agreeing with you. With wee oui, wee? Oui? Well, wee oui is, uh. Yeah, I know. For yes. I'm just being funny. Ha ha ha. Okay. Well, enough with the wee wee talk. This isn't the golden shower hour. You don't need a wee-wee for a golden shower. A urethra would work. Yeah, see, that would work. Right, boy? Yes. We're learning something new every day. What's that? Everybody pees? No, not the Kim Chung family. They told me so. He's holy. This story starts off with Franz's paternal grandfather, living as a man of money associated with the Protestants. During the Reformation, along with the Dutch Revolt, I searched the Dutch Revolt and found lower countries fighting against King Philip II of France, of Spain. Source 3 has more on this historical situation. Back to the topic at screen. Franz paternal grandpappy Schmier left Cambrai during these crazy social fires to wind up as a merchant in a place called Hamu. Hanu, where's that located? Hanu appears just south of Frankfurt, uh, within the country of Deutschland. Ah, Deutschland, I mean. Deutschland, okay. Also known as Germany. Okay. You can click on source number four within the episode description for more detail on that. It is a Istanbuli Buli Buru Du City Guide. It was in Hanu that Francis Silvius was born. In the year of 1614. How about that for cleaning up? Huh? And go into any graphic detail of him crawling out, oozing out, exploding out of a vagina. No mention of a placenta. Was there, uh, confetti? And party poppers? Yes, that's how he came out. That's exactly what the sources said. Without a doubt, he came out as a party popper. He's a balloon-popping party popper. Oh, how enlightening. Yes, very enlightening. The specific date is March 15th, 1614. Ah. Yeah, nice date, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't be looking at my date. You need to keep your eyes to yourself. Yeah, keep your eyes to yourself, hey, ma'am. Yes. All of the major life experiences of childhood. Stop looking at your fucking thing. What you're looking at your thing for now? You can't listen? Just checking my heart rate. You still worried? 
I thought you instantaneously cured your heart problem with shoes. I like to monitor to see if it's getting better. Yeah? You want me to take duct tape, duct tape and just wrap it around your feet? No, no, that might get worse. You sure? Yeah. You don't want me to just put a tourniquet just below the knee? No, that is fine. I could cut them off for you. No, no, I need those. I have a nice rusty saw. You can heat that up and cauterize the wound, too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to use the skillet. Oh, a nice flavor to the meat I'm going to cook. So Rack of lard. Ha ha, I saw that one myself. Just kidding. Wait, what? Nothing. I made a fat joke. Can I have a piece? No. Just a little bit. No, no, no. Do you remember that movie Saw? Yeah, 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 yeah. When they made that dude cut off his own piece of flesh? Yeah. That was fucking gross. That's when I turned it off, too. You know what's really crazy was? First five minutes, I said, no more. And then I had nightmares for five days. One of my friend's wives, when I was in college, somehow got the wild hair, because we would always watch movies when we'd hang out. She rented, we rented a bunch of them and watched them all over a weekend, because that's the movie she picked out. So she found a bunny rabbit? Or a, a, a wild hair? No, no, no. It's an expression. She got the crazy idea she wanted to watch a bunch of the Saw movies. I liked the first one and the second one. The second one was kind of a no for me because one of the main characters had to jump into a bin of syringes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't find pleasure in watching that. Yeah, me and my friend were a little like... We like regular horror movies and slasher movies, but that kind of thing is a little... The ones where the girls are fake screaming and running around with their tits out? Well, like, it depends on certain ones. Like, uh, Friday the 13th, 1 and 2 are pretty good, and and Trick or Treat's pretty good, and... I'm more of a thriller kind of guy. Oh, okay. So you like gotta some... do more to scare me than mutilation. I've done a lot to humans. Oh, like, like 7 or something? 7, what is this? Oh, it's a movie about, about a murderer that does the 7 deadly sins. Haven't heard of it. It's got Brad Pitt and uh, and uh, Sins or and uh, Morgan Freeman. Whoa, Brad Pitt. Yes, Morgan Freeman. Uh huh. Gwyneth Paltrow and Kevin Spacey. Let me guess, Kevin Spacey's the evil dude. Oh yes, obviously because he's an evil dude in real life. So I didn't find anything on the childhood. Of Franz. Mm -hmm. One can find that Franz went to medical school, first in Sedan, second in Leiden, finishing in Basel in the year of 1637. So he was 23 years of age. Lloyd, imagine a 23-year-old doctor. Was he, Doogie, was he Doogie Hauser? No, this is Franz Salvius, or Franz de Bois, or Franz Dan Fengelflug, or whatever. I mean, you would just be in your first uh, year of medical school at that age. Their their frontal lobe isn't even fully developed at that age either. Yes. This age is still an experimental one for most individuals. He would be trying out all sorts of weird things. On the other hand, though, the mind is commonly more open during your early 20s versus a person who spent nearly a decade in more education being inundated by... Data. 
the imagination from Franz might have opened up some things, especially when he was practicing on other apes. There's pluses and minuses, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, he might try to slather you up with peanut butter and sick some dog on you. Yes. Did you hear about the guy that got in a fight with his neighbor and knew he was allergic to peanut butter and put peanut butter on his fist so he could punch him? That's a good idea. I know. People are joking about poison damage and people are making Skyrim jokes. Skyrim? And D&D. You know, oh, like plus one poison damage. When I think of poison fist, that sounds like something nasty you do to a woman. Or a dude. Well, it's just about adding, like, a, a, a toxin to your attacking weapon. Yeah. Like how in blood sport movies, they attach glue and broken glass to their fists with barbed wire. Yeah, that sounds really good for your fists. Well, I mean, they wrap it, they wrap it in cloth first. Just cloth. I think leather and wrappings, too. Yes, barbed wire and glass won't go through. Okay, whatever. It sounds kind of fishy to me, boy. Well, duh, it's underground blood sport fighting to the death. To the death? Not all the time, but Where do we find one of these? Well, it was a movie. They don't actually do that? Well, I mean, maybe in street, old street brawls. But I know in wrestling, they used to hit each other with barbed wire and, uh... Fluorescent light bulbs. Which one would you rather be hit with? Probably a fluorescent light bulb because it would break off if I wasn't hit in the face. Hmm. But they would probably itch on contact, so it depend on how it got hit. Speaking of barbed wire and fluorescent light bulbs, which have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Sorry. No, it's quite okay. Bastard. Speaking of a common theme, of those in their early 20s, Franz Silvius defended an undistinguished thesis on the movement of living creatures and their disturbances. Seeing that everything is made up of chemicals, it eats at my essence when people claim that there are no chemicals in their food. Everything's made out of chemicals. I mean, literally, there's fucking acid and fruit and coffee. So I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? No. Yeah. No chemicals. Okay, yeah. You tell me what? He logically deduced that every animal's physical circumstances are a result of chemical interactions, including diseases. Franz is given credit for helping to spread what is called iatrochemistry. Mmm. Yeah. The main thing that he focused on, though, is that there are salts inside of living creatures. Like mm-hmm. bile salts. And mm-hmm. salts are made from the interaction of acids and bases. And it's a neutralization result. Following his education evacuation, Franz briefly practiced medicine in his hometown of Hanu in 1637. But in 1638, uh, Franz traveled back to Leiden to be a private lecturer in the area of anatomy. Franz showed his students the lateral fissure, or fossa, but if one does a little toogly-toogle search uh, for lateral fossa, you will look up something about the maxilla bone. One of the ways that we know that Franz Silvius did this, or discovered this, or mentioned this lateral fissure, is uh, 
he had a steward named Thomas Bertelson, also known as Bartholomew. Mm. Bartholomew lived from 1616 to 1680. He was only two years younger than Franz. And Bartholomew is credited for publishing the description of Franz teaching the students about this lateral fissure. This was in an anatomical textbook version, said to have been originally written by Bartholomew's father, Casper. Mm-hmm. Franz Silvius is not known to publish anything regarding the lateral fossa until 1663. Here's an excerpt from the document published in 1663. Quote, All the surface of the cerebrum is very deep, deeply marked by gyri, similar to convolutions of the small intestine, and especially by a distinct fissure or hiatus that begins near the orbits. It runs posteriorly above the temples, as far as the level where the brain stem has its origin. It divides the cerebrum into an upper larger part and a lower smaller part. Gyri occur along the whole length and depth of the fissure. Franz Silvius. Although Franz described the lateral fossa during his private education, he failed to obtain an official title in the University of Leiden. And three years after, in 1641, he moved to Amsterdam to go play with some red lights. Oh, pretty red lights. Yes, yes, the ones that have you stop and stare and gawk and drool. It's said that he prospered as a physician in Amsterdam. Fuck you, Leiden. Screw you guys with your psychic numa butholio cornhole bongodogos. You didn't deserve the awesome ape called Franz Silvius, probably named Franz Van den Bos. Van den Bos? Van den Blos! As a doctor to many other humans, Franz continued to study anatomy. It's indicated he performed one to two autopsies per week, along with chemical experiments in his laboratory. That area of study I mentioned earlier, titled Iatrochemistry, then had a school primarily founded by Franz, along with two other sapiens of the homo named Paracelsus, then Helmont. The primary goal was to unify both the Galenic doctrine and the more modern chemical methods with roots in apothecary. All very important back then. Or alchemy, I mean. Mm-hmm. Within iatrochemistry, it was thought that both acids and alkaloids were squirted in the intestines, which helped produce the fermentation process in what is known as effervescence. Effervescence. He's talking about farts. Yes. Juicy flatulence. I just made one right now. You smell that? Not really. Uh Uh-huh. Take a big whiff. Not sure. I can smell it from here. It tastes like meat. What do you have? Beef. Beef Wellington? No, beef. Beef? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is where animal spirits, bile, chylus, and blood mingled and transformed. I wonder if it was normal for people to have stomach ulcers because that's one of the causes of intestinal bleeding. Mm. I think I would be scared if I saw blood in my stool. Yes, that would suck. Yes. 
hydrochemistry, I feel, was the primary reason why Franz failed to be accepted into many academic institutions, and why he wasn't offered a position at the university he graduated from, though this would make sense after becoming so sought after for his medical practices that grew so large he became famous worldwide. The hydrochemistry seems to have been the reason why he was finally accepted by his academic peers. Then Source 1 said something that was completely wrong. By 1758, 1758, that's a hundred years off, because when I looked up on Britannica, it said 1658. They gotta get their story straight. Well, they just fucked up on a, on a year. One hundred well, years off, no biggie. Okay. You just, you just went with that, huh? That's a big deal. hundred years off. It's supposed to be a peer-reviewed article at Source 1. Yes. It's on Deep Dive. Oh. Whoever did that re review of that academic paper failed to recognize the date was that far off. The location where Franz helped in education was Leuven University. Even though he achieved this far more acceptance, it's conveyed that this was after an extensive negotiation process. Franz is said to have become so famous that his name was known globally, although I imagine it was mainly just Europe and maybe North America. Maybe that was the world to them. Yeah, lots of people around this time still saw Asia as barbarous. Huh. Which is kind of funny because <laughs> Northern Europe is barbarous to the Greeks. I know. Yeah. Not only was Franz famous for his more modern approach to medicine with chemistry, there was a mention uh, that he was really popular mainly for his bedside education void. Oh, which leads me to have a correlation sensation that Franz was great in bed. I don't think that's what bedside manner means. Yes, but I like to imagine so. I like to pretend that Franz was teaching people how to do the dirty, Just nasty, freaky shit in bed. Just because he was spent a year abroad in Amsterdam inside abroad doesn't mean that he was... Uh, Nobody said he was inside abroad. He could have been inside of a dude. I don't know. I'm just saying, we're going to start making shit up about him being inside of abroad and playing with red lights. I mean, we might as well just say everything. Okay. He did playing donkey shows. in the red light district. Franz was go. known for donkey shows, okay? Big what? floppy donkey dicks. He would inoculate the animal with syphilis and then give it to all the prostitutes so he could try to treat them with chemistry. He's like, ooh, too much acid. <laughs> Put some base in there, baby. Gotta have that base. Have that base. Have that base. Is it always about ass with you? No, sometimes tits. A lot of times tits. Okay. Well, you gotta have the throat, too. Yes. I know very well. And not just the ass for it, but the anus as well. It's very imperative that you have an anus. An yes. ass with no asshole is no ass for me. You can quote me on that one. Okay. On the box of women and sexy women, I, I won't take the ass without the asshole. Correct. It's very, very fucked up if they don't have an asshole. 
Yes, because she told me coming out of every other hole. It would be a Kamjong, is what it would be. And you don't want to fuck with that family. They poison their own siblings. Actually, I don't think so. She resurfaced. Nah, probably fucking fake. I don't know. People are saying that he's been fake and they have a double. Who cares? They're probably both trying to kill each other. Was it spy versus spy now? Void. What? Everybody knows that at the tippy top there are fucked up people trying to kill the leader all the time. Oh, yes. That's why they justify the CIA and the FBI. Yes. And the NSA. NSA? Yes. Didn't she see the van outside? Void. What? That's not the anus, eh? What? That's N-S-A, not anus, eh? Oh, hi guys, how you doing? Well, how long have they been out there? I don't know. Void. You're supposed to know these things. I only come here a week, you live here. Yeah, but you know most of my time is spent doing other things than looking outside my window like a meth head. I know, but... You walk outside your house a lot. I go through the back. I'm the well, back no door one, man. Come on. No wonder you like anuses so much. No wonder why I go through the back door, boy. Yes. Because I like anuses. It's not the other way around. Okay. I don't open up the back door and go, whoa. You know what? I now realize I like anus. No, I go through the back door because I'm like, mm, going through the anus of the house. Of the brick house? Exactly. Like the mighty land all hang out? You don't want your house to let it all hang out. That sounds like a bad line. I think it's talking about the fortitude of that ass. Who's that ass? Uh, the ass of the woman anyone is interested in at that certain time. Remember the biography of Descartes? Uh-huh, these nuts? No, the guy's last name was Balzac. Oh. Yeah, Balzac. Shit, you're not. Check it out. Two episodes past. Oh. Have you listened to the new, uh, new episode? I skimmed it a little bit. Did you hear how clean the audio sounds? Yes, no more. <sighs> yeah, no more lights. Is it getting hot in here, or do I hear a kettle? Cattle. Yes. More like a snake. Okay. Now, where was I? We were talking about dirty, nasty shit, weren't we? Bedside manner? Yes. Okay. Although Franz expanded bedside teaching, this was not initiated by him. Oh, no, 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 no. The beginning of bedside education gyration is credited to the human title Van der Staten. He started this bedside teaching at a university of Utrecht, founded in 1636. Mm. Kind of interesting. Do you think they had beds in this classroom? Started no, they probably them out the lay pipe. Fictitious as, like, this is how you talk to a patient. Oh. Oh, you know, like... When you have to break bad news or, or say good news or... Like Thomas Willis with the, the foot rubbing of women with hysteria. Maybe. Oh, you're going crazy. Sit back. Kick back your your feet and kick off your shoes and let me let me take a whiff. 
Oh, I'll mind if I touch anchors. them? You mind if I touch them? Let me rub them. Ooh, there's a little mushroom growing on your toe. Let me flick that off for you, baby. Anyways, the concept of bedside education expanded to the University of Leiden via Otto van Horn, who lived from 1577 to 1652. The bedside learning is claimed to have had a crowned ape leader in the 18th century by a monkey man named Borhave. Borhave. Yeah, Borhave. Interesting name. German. Goddamn Krauts. They don't like us. We're the reptilians. Oh. Gotta watch out for them. Okay. That's why Germany was so mad at the U.S. when Trump took over. All that stuff about the global warming shenanigans was all a cover. No comment. Yeah. You think that was too much information to divulge? No. Not enough? I don't know. You don't want to tell them about the secret space chase between my cheeks? Uh, you just told them, so yeah. Why, well, I could edit it out. You don't have to. Will you do it for me? I am not the one editing it. You can still edit it out. How's that possible if I'm not editing You're it? supposed to download it after I put it up there, and then review it, and then edit it again. It's in our contract, Bart. Uh, we didn't send contracts. That reminds me, we gotta make one up. I, Gork, leader of the world, shall grant void such and such for such and such. We gotta figure out the stipulations of such and such and such and such. What were we doing, Void? Uh, talking about your butt cheese? No, before that. I can't remember. You traumatized me with your you butt cheese. You want a cheese. taste? No. How about a whiff? No. You sure? I could scrape you off a bit underneath my fingernail. No, 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 no. I've been huffing it a little bit every day. Mmm, cheesy. But cheddar cheese. Gorkonzola. Oh, I think we came up with a name for cheese. Gorkonzola butt cheese. You think the FDA will let it pass? Uh, May have too much E. coli, huh? I don't know. I know head cheese is illegal in America. Head cheese? Yes. What is that? It's grown by uh, maggots, I think. What? Yeah. Well, of course, that would be illegal. That's yeah. fucking gross. Butt cheese, on the other hand, that's not gross at all. Anyways, coming all over your back and your face is Franck, who was sent, who was also influential to the two students named Jean Swimmerdam and Renier de Graff. Did he swim dams? I don't know. Might never heard of these two. But the author of Source 1 claims that these two humans don't require the introduction. Makes me feel like I'm missing out on something here. I don't know. Another student of Franz was a person called Florentinus Schwell, who is credited for publishing Rene Descartes' book titled Tractatus de Homi, mm. following Descartes' death, actually. <coughs> mm. That was one of the books that was published after he died. So, was it his number two? What? A person who released that book. 
I never heard of this guy when I was looking up Descartes. Oh. Interesting how you find things out about someone you already studied from an article that you're not studying the person on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, along with these three names, there is Dane Niels Stenson. And of course, the first student I mentioned, Thomas Bertolison. On a side note, Thomas's son, Casper Jr., is said to have discovered the glands on either side of your vagina void. Oh! Yeah. Finally, you must know where that wet pussy comes from. Uh-huh. Juices being excreted out the walls <laughs> of the vagina. Oh! And don't forget about the skin's gland. Oh, the skin gland. Yeah. That's where female ejaculation comes from. Okay. By the year of 1660... What, you don't believe in female ejaculation? No, I do. Okay. Up to 20 mLs. Yeah. Nice. By the year of 1669, France was elected to be rector magnificus of Leiden University. <laughs> yeah. He was popular with bedside manner, I tell you what. Yeah. Talking about the vagina walls, even though that was one of his students. That's the son of one of his students. Oh, okay. It's indicated that a human named Cosimo de Medici of Florence uh, had something to do with Franz becoming rector magnificus of Leiden. Remember the Medici family from our Leonardo da Vinci episode, boy? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, for our saving of the homo, three years later... On November 15th of 1672, Franz died at the age of 58. Oh. Indicated as being a year for Dutch warring with France. Oh. Franz had too much bedside education with his students. It must have collapsed from exhaustion, I think. Oh, didn't give a cause of death? Mm, no. None of the articles I read. Oh. They just died. And a lot of time when they say there's a cause of death, they're saying it's just speculation because they don't really know. Yeah, because of record keeping and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily record keeping. Maybe record destruction. Yes. I mean, Franz did die of the year of a bunch of turmoil. Yes, maybe it was the stress of uh, his home country at war. Yeah. Although Franz published a few lecturer notes, and the first volume of a book he wanted to make called New Ideas that were all published after his death and his grave in Leiden was cleared. Franz is remembered for the Sylvian fissure, also known as the lateral fissure, and also the cerebral aqueduct, or called the aqueduct of Sylvius. Oh. Let's go to iatrochemistry a little bit. Okay. The Greek word iatros is the first root, which means physician. Uh-huh. Simple name. Physician chemistry. Exactly. The history given has the beginnings of his doctrine in alchemy, like I mentioned. It was most popular from 1525 to 1660 in the Low Countries, which would be Dutch based off what I read. This usually the Dutch countries were the lower ones, probably because there's a lot of Protestants. Ah, so they got uh, less pole, gotcha. What? I'm saying they had less influence because of the, uh... Different beliefs? Yes. Yeah. 
I had no idea they had so much tolerance towards Protestants. Mm -hmm. I honestly thought there was like a pretty terrible thing unless if a country finally broke away. And the one that would break away would be the UK. And perhaps Scotland and Ireland because they're out there. Yes. Most notably, the start of all this iatrochemistry was the Swiss human of alchemy, Paracelsus. Paracelsus. He was the primary one to get this into popularity. Franz was just another one who helped spread it. Like a disease. It's actually said to be still used today in Asia. Oh. Now there's the matter of the Selvian fissure. This deep line separates the frontal lobe and the parietal lobe from the temporal lobe of the brain. Which makes sense, because the brain grows within the skull, and the lobes are named after the bones that they are underneath of the skull. Ah. What Washington.edu wanted me to know the most, though, was the narrow passageway between the third and fourth ventricle, you know, the aqueduct of Silvius, also known as the cerebral aqueduct. That's really all that we have on this dude. Oh. Yeah, it's a short one. I figured we'd do a short one because last two weeks were ridiculously long, like an uh -huh. hour and 40 minutes of editing. Yes, variation is the spice of life. Yes, yes, we need to have a little cool down. Yes. It was a lot of information on the last two episodes, and it's from a philosophical eggman. Yes. Well, this is a medical chemist, basically, right? Yeah, essentially, with a little side of doing the hoopty with his students. Allegedly. Mm, allegedly, by Gork. Nobody else said that, except me. Okay, so take it with a huge grain of chemistry salt. Yeah, or you could take it up the ass. Don't give him any good ideas. Yeah, I'll just give him the bad ones, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's the matter of... There's some other names on here. Let me look. Okay. In 1623, we have Benito de Valdez publishing the book on vision testing for eyeglass fitting. Ah. That guy there's not much on. <coughs> um, in 1627, William Harvey, which we mentioned in this episode, demonstrated the role of the brain in frog movement. Oh, in movement in frogs. You need to stop smoking so much. <coughs> I don't smoke it. Uh, was uh, wrong too? I see that meth pipe you have over there. Oh, great! You didn't put that down yet. <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa. We have Johann Jakob Wipfer, which really doesn't have much on him, who uh, theorized that broken blood vessels cause apoplexy, also known as stroke. Oh, nice little tidbit. Is it true? I don't know, boy. Imagine so. You want to do a little Google search? Sure. You want me to do it? Yeah, you, you're you more than welcome to do that. They talk a lot about Robert Hooke in here, but he was more known for microscope work. Oh, yes, very important, though, the science. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd mention him. We're not going to cover him. You think we should? Maybe. It'd be interesting. No, I mean, he's more popular, isn't he? Yes. Let's do a Robert Hook, even though he has very little to do with neuroscience. But we were able to study the brain because of him. Well, some other ape man would have came up with a microscope for it. Yes. It's a law of averages, I assume. Yeah, there's probably multiple people who are working on the same type of instrument. It's more about the, the birth thing that it does it. 
versus an actual blood vessel break. Well, that's what it is. When a blood vessel breaks, it bursts because of the pressure. There was actually a guy that was going to invent the telephone first, but he had to turn on the power, and he had to go turn on the power. Is that Elijah Gray? Maybe, yes. Yeah, because I read one of his books. It's free on Google Books, by the way. Okay. It's really short. I love the short ones because they're short and to the point. They're not so circular and thought like Rene Descartes or some other philosophical people. Yes. Maybe that's where Descartes came from. Only kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, actually. Should discard Descartes. Yeah, he's a real Descartes. Disgrace. Hmm. You know, next episode, we should do a septum pollicidum. Oh, what's that? Sounds interesting. That's a part of the brain Franz described. Ah. Uh, that wasn't mentioned in a lot of the biographies. Okay. Yeah. We'll do on a septum pollicidum. Okay. Yeah, you want to hear about that? Yes. Me too. That one should be short, actually. Okay. So what are you doing this week? I don't know. But I'm talking to women, trying to work, maybe work a little bit harder on stuff. Now that I am uh, back to a uh, better health condition. That's good. Yeah. You need that circulation pumping for the humping. Oh, yeah, exactly. My Johnson's never been better. Oh, that's good. Did he get bigger when you got better shoes? Um. Because you probably got bigger shoes to relieve the, the pressure. I think it was more that, uh, Sort of like how pants can be different sizes from different brands. I think it was pushing down too far, and also my heel is messed up, and so it's pushing my heel a certain way, and so it was maybe bruising, and so that's what was causing it. You ever thought about wearing wedges? You know, because you got a you got an ankle. You said you had a problem with maybe an extra ankle from the wedge. I think that was the problem, though. Oh. You're wearing Birkenstocks now? No, no. Converse. I'm wearing Adidas now. Adidas? Uh, yeah. Do you have a squishy sole? Yeah. Yeah, see, from me, that that won't, that's not what I like. Or they're a little Good bit. Good for you, from, though. They're a little bit from Barrowland's feet is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking shit at all. Yes. Yeah, we're getting close to episode 100. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Yes. I hear a lot of people don't like listening to podcasts unless they reach 100. That's only really a statistic. Yeah, a statistic is pretty pretty fucking big. Yeah. So once we appeal to enough people's biases, ha ha ha. Yes, we're slightly growing every so often. Yeah, sometimes back and forth, but yeah, overall the trend is upward. Yes. Upward and onward hoebacks. Exactly. Yeah. So, if you like this episode... Like and share on many of the social medias like Twitter, Face Fuck Your Mom Book. We have, uh, what is it? Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, Instagram and TikTok. It's Gorked Mouth for Face Fuck Your Mom Book, but I have a business account for Face Fuck Your Mom Book uh, called The Correlation Sensation. Okay. Oh, yeah, if you like and share our podcast, you'll become a tribe member. You get the special title like... Oh, I don't know, squirrel hunter, or the nut gatherer, the nut picker, or the nut commander, the nut driver, the nut rubber, the nut trapper, the nut taster. Or you could be a logger like Tom Nye. Man, he likes to log. Then we have a wood splitter, 
then the rock smasher, and then what else we got? The rock grinder, the rock milker, and then we have the witch doctor. Oh, you get a free t-shirt too. It glows in the dark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So until next week. Yes. We leave in peace. Yeah, we leave in peace. Bye. Bye.